Strategic Real Estate Coach is where the nation's leading real estate investors, brokers, and agents turn to transform the way the real estate business is being done in neighborhoods across the nation. If you desire to make more money, do more deals, grow your passive income, and build the lifestyle you've always wanted, you need Strategic Real Estate Coach. This powerhouse team is led by Josh Cantwell, a seasoned investor with nearly a decade of experience, over 500 transactions, and generated over $5.5 million for himself and his partners. Now sit back, listen, learn, and accelerate your business with the Strategic Real Estate Coach Podcast. Hey there, Josh Cantwell here, and welcome back to Real Estate Investing Made Easy. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, in this particular training uh, and uh, recording, I want to focus on an alternate exit strategy. Uh, alternate exit strategies, other than just you know wholesaling and selling to retail buyers, is ultimately the way to long-term wealth. It's the best path uh, to creating long-term wealth in real estate is by owning high-quality, high-equity, passive, cash-flowing assets like businesses and real estate. One of my favorite quotes uh, <clears throat> is from an economist. His name is John P. Hussman. And uh, John talks about uh, creating wealth and creating wealth in the markets. And here's the quote. It says, wealth is not acquired through addition. It is acquired through multiplication. Very few fortunes have been made by adding up paychecks and over time, nor are they made through a huge one-time killing in the markets. Unfortunately, this is the path that many investors try to follow in achieving financial security. While a high annual income is certainly helpful in achieving great wealth, it is not the primary determinant. And while a major move in the market can certainly have an impact, any one single move is rarely an important determinant in sizable fortunes unless that major move is a negative wiping out an investor entirely. So, according to statistical studies, there are two factors that are most important in achieving wealth. Number one is the number of years that an individual has consistently been saving and investing. Number two is the proportion of their funds, on average, allocated to higher return investments. And so, in my world, I'm a former financial advisor, and I'm, uh, you know, was used to sell financial products like mutual funds, IRAs, and annuities, and um, and I've worked with a lot of wealthy clients in the past, and you know, a lot of people think like, oh, I'm just going to save money. I'm going to save money. Well, you know, that is one path, but the other path is you have to have a proportion of the funds, a larger portion of the funds, allocated to the highest possible return investments. Uh, and in my world, the highest possible return investments are not stocks. It's not investing in stocks in companies, publicly traded companies, the Fortune 500. Uh, it's about investing in um, assets like passive income real estate that both has equity and positive cash flow. Uh, I recently bought a commercial building that has a 25% cap rate. And so you talk about investments that have a really high yield. This is one of them. So let me explain that deal 
to you. This was a, a million dollar building. It was only built five years ago. It's practically brand new. It's all, it's never been occupied. And uh, as soon as it was built, the developer went into foreclosure. He had some business partners that kind of left him high and dry and, and they filed bankruptcy and walked away from the business and the building. And so I was able to acquire the building for approximately $200,000. So cap rate for real estate the way you determine cap rate is by taking the gross cash flows, the total gross amount of cash flow that you're going to, uh, the total amount of cash flow that you're going to get, subtract your expenses, and take how much is left over. Okay? Then what you divide is you divide the amount that's left over into your total acquisition cost. Okay, so for example, this particular building, if I end up with build-out expenses and taxes and different you know things that I have to pay for, if I'm into this building for $400,000 and the net annual income is $100,000 after expenses, okay, that's a 25% cap rate. Okay, that's an incredibly high number. All right? And so one way to look at cash flows is to look at your total acquisition cost. What's the price that you paid? Look at the total amount of gross rents, subtract your expenses, and then how much is left over. You divide the acquisition cost into the net um, operating income, and that's your cap rate. Okay, so real wealth is determined by accumulating assets like that. And ultimately, when we look at then selling these assets and having those assets be occupied, okay, there's really four things that allow you to sell houses and buildings very quickly. Number one is the price, right? And so you want to set a price for that property that is market-supported and attractive to buyers that's preferably below market value. Number two is cleanliness and staging, Okay, and this is often very overlooked. Uh, if a property is not in perfect condition, okay, if it's not really ready uh, to sell, and if it continues to show that it needs some minor repairs, the only way for you to get top dollar is if the property is in perfect condition. Okay, number three is marketing. Simply put, marketing, you have to have a lot of exposure and get a lot of eyeballs on the property. And number four is creative financing. And that's ultimately what we're here to talk about. So if you can offer the property with creative financing and there's no bank loans needed where somebody can rent the property or buy the property on a rent-to-own or with owner financing, ultimately you're going to have more buyers, you're going to have more action, you're going to have more people interested in buying that particular property. And here's an example. Uh, let me run you past the scenario. So let's say you had a property that you bought and you just sold it to a retail buyer. Let's say you had a $150,000 list price where you thought you'd list it for $150,000. Well, you know, after a while, you know, you see some people going through the property. Maybe the property doesn't sell right away. You decide to drop the price, drop the price, drop the price. And let's say you drop the price and the sale price is $132,000. Well, after closing costs and realtor commissions and seller concessions, you know, you're probably going to net 
from the title company about one fifteen. Okay, six percent for commissions, three percent for concessions, and of course your own closing costs. So you're going to net about one fifteen. Okay, so remember that scenario because we'll come back to it in a little bit. All right, so instead of selling properties to a retail buyer, you might consider renting that property and just renting the property out. Well, the only problem with that is that if you make the decision to rent a property, you're responsible for marketing the property on Craigslist, the MLS, you know, posting the property and reposting it every day, showing the property over and over, and you might have you know, 30 to 90 days vacancy just looking to find a tenant. Then you have to screen them for credit verification, job verification, criminal history, reference checks. And then you have to collect the rent, chase people down, and hope they don't destroy your house. Okay, so, you know, rental isn't always the very best uh, thing. And so all of the properties that I own, all the residential single family, uh, except one two-family that I own, I've basically sold all of those on a rent-to-own. You see, when you, when you just rent the property out, you have a potential vacancy fee. So if you have vacancy for even one month out of the year, you have an 8% vacancy fee. Then you have some management. You're going to have some management fees like you know paying utilities, garbage, water, sewer. You're going to have some management fees. Uh, and you might have some maintenance fees as well like you know cutting the grass, shoveling the snow, picking up the garbage, fixing appliances. You know, so you're going to have a potential 18 to 28% in expenses when you rent a property out just to a regular rental buyer. Okay, so what I like to do is to always sell my properties on a lease with an option to buy. What we do is we structure a rental agreement, then we also structure a purchase and sales agreement with a pre-agreed upon price for that property that we agree upon now where that price is good for the next 12 to 24 months, okay? then the buyers put down a non-refundable option deposit. And if they destroy the house or if they vacate the property, if they leave the house, they'll lose that option deposit. Okay, they'll lose that option deposit. Okay, number four, uh, buyers are also responsible for the upkeep. You know, they're responsible for utilities, repairs, maintenance, management of the property. And finally, the buyers eventually will get approved for a loan and buy the property outright and then cash you out. And so what's great about that strategy is number one, when you hold properties for more than a year, you qualify for capital gains taxes instead of ordinary income tax. And number two, you're going to sell the property for full price. You'll sell it for top dollar because they care less about the, uh, you know, the end price. They care more about being able to move into the property. Okay, so the way all this is structured is through what we call our magic document. The magic document is a letter of intent. A letter of intent is something that you sign with the seller, you sign with the buyer, and you agree upon all these things. You agree upon the rent rate. You agree upon the option deposit. You agree upon the future purchase price, you agree upon the rent credits, you agree upon if there's any commissions to be paid or assignment fees to be paid. You agree on all that up front and then you just hand the 
magic document or the letter of intent. You hand that off to an attorney, and the attorney then structures the entire agreements. They structure the rental agreement. They structure the option deposit agreement. They collect the deposit from the buyer, and they kick out any uh, assignment fees, commissions, and anything out of escrow out to you. And so then you can work with that buyer to get them pre-approved with a lender and find out how quickly they'll be able to buy the property down the road. And so what I love about this is if you don't need money right now, if, if, if you don't need all your profits out of the deal, and you're willing to take you know, some sort of option deposit from the buyer, whether it's four grand or 7,500 bucks, 10 grand, we usually ask for $5,000 or 5% of the sale price, whichever is greater. That's typically our option deposit and the, if we're assigning the deal, if we're wholesaling it, that's the assignment fee that we like to get paid is about five grand or 5%, whichever is greater. Now, let's go back to that original scenario where you have $150,000 sale price. But let's say instead of selling it now and dropping the price, dropping the price, let's say you're able to sell it to a rent-to-own buyer or a lease option buyer and you're able to get full price. Okay, 150000 Well, once you factor in their option deposit, let's say they give you $7,500 down in option money. You might have your own closing costs in the future. You might have a real estate agent commission in the future. You're going to have a seller concession in the future because you're going to give them the rent credits. You're going to net approximately $130,000 in net proceeds from that future sale in the future. But you also got $7,500 down today. You got you got seventy five hundred dollars down today, so that's you know one thirty seven five is your net proceeds. Then you're going to have cash flow every month for the next year or two. You're also going to be paying down the principal, creating equity. That might be another two hundred bucks a month. You also get to depreciate the property on your taxes, okay, at about three and a half percent of the property value. Okay, that's an approximate number, about three and a half percent. So. You add that up, and over the course of a year or two, you know that's about uh, five to seven hundred dollars per month for the next year or two. You know, maybe two hundred dollars a month in positive cash flow, two hundred dollars a month in principal pay down, plus your depreciation. And so, at the end of the day, you've netted from the sale with all the different tax benefits, you've netted about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars net net over the course of that one or two year agreement. Plus you have a lower tax bracket of capital gains taxes versus ordinary income tax. Okay? And so if, if you know if, if, if you are considering investing in real estate and you have enough income now to support your lifestyle, I would highly recommend that you consider selling with an alternate exit strategy, selling with some sort of lease option or owner financing strategy, okay? And so for more information on how to do this for yourself and how to get access to the magic document, check out our video tutorial at middlemanincome.com. That's www.middlemanincome.com. Dot com And there you'll see a video tutorial of how I've been able to do a number 
of lease option and alternate exit strategy deals with none of my own cash, none of my own credit. I'm able to make quick profits now and even bigger profits down the road, okay? So I hope you enjoyed listening to the Real Estate Investing Made Easy podcast. Make sure you check out middlemanincome.com for that uh, free video tutorial, and we'll talk with you soon. Take care. You were just listening to Josh Cantwell and the Real Estate Investing Made Easy podcast. Leave a comment on our iTunes channel and let us know what you want to learn next, who you'd like Josh to interview, or if you just want to share some of your success or even horror stories in real estate. And maybe we'll talk about it on our next show. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and make sure you subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes. Follow Josh Cantwell and Strategic Real Estate Coach on Facebook and Twitter. And definitely check out all of our awesome free training videos at youtube.com slash SREC video. Do you want to find out how you can quit your job in 90 days or less flipping real estate? Go to strategicrealestatecoach.com right now to learn how we can help you attract endless free leads, profit rich deals, and consistent cash. That's strategicrealestatecoach.com. Thanks for listening.